0: That was cool. So that was a trailer from The Wave VR, which is Dave's company. And this is Dave Haynes from The Wave VR, and I'm Brian Ferrano. And thank you guys for coming out today. Uh, what we're going to do is have a little discussion about the current state of music and VR, kind of where it is and has been, what's happening at the moment, and then maybe where it's going. and. Um, And Dave and I just met uh, about a half hour ago, but I've been a huge fan of The Wave. Um, And I'll give you a quick background on me. So I come from the music industry and have been working in a lot of different um, technologies over the last decade that interact with the music tech world, whether it's ticketing, merchandise, Um, different technologies that were affecting the music industry and I fell in love with virtual reality and augmented reality in about 2014 and have been slowly kind of watching it as it uh, fulfills some of its promises to the to the industry. Um, And I've now produced um, a handful of 360 live stream concerts. Uh, We just did a concert with Next VR um, from the Global Citizen Festival in Central Park. And you may have seen, you know, a handful of these 360 concerts. Um, Hulu has a had a series with Live Nation, and they did a little mini 360 documentary on the road with uh, with Little Wayne and um, the Chainsmokers and uh, Major Laser and kind of just 360 video documentaries. Very cool. Um, and I, I believe that a lot of people, when VR first hit, thought that that's what was going to happen. We were going to be 360 in the studio, on stage, playing next to Paul McCartney, and that was going to be kind of the big moment for VR and music, and it is. It's really, really cool, and it's been a lot of people's first experiences, but it's clearly not even the tip of the iceberg of where it's going, and not really the tip of the iceberg of what inspires, I think, you and the the wave and some of the things that we want to talk about today. So I can maybe throw it to you for a little intro, Dave.
1: Yeah, so just a, a bit of my background, so um, I actually worked in the music industry for for many years, saw the digital music completely destroy the the physical space. My first job actually ran a, a physical record store, so selling good old-fashioned vinyl, and then fast forward to uh, 2008, was part of the founding team at SoundCloud, just as the, the web was completely disrupting. Um, uh, music. So now I found myself in in 2017 and we've got this completely new technology platform, um, virtual reality and mixed reality, however you want to define it. Um, and yeah, kind of really excited to be working with the with the team at the Wave. Um, I just joined recently, but I think it's a, it's a, an amazing opportunity because all of a sudden you have a new platform to do something completely new. Um, so yeah, be, very exciting. Uh, just a shout out to Clark as well, who's in the front, who's part of the founding crew at the Wave. So he's he's around if anyone wants to say hi afterwards. Um, Just maybe we should like throw it out to the audience as well because I I realize this is very new technology. You know, it's not cheap to get VR in your home. You might have a Google Cardboard, or you might have tried it at a conference. Just a hands up. Who who in the room would say they have tried VR? Okay, that's good. That's many people. Um, Who in the room would say they've used high-end VR? So I'm talking an Oculus Rift or a Vive. Okay, that's also very good. Yeah, great audience. Um, who has a Rift or a Vive at home in their living room or anywhere else? Okay, so fewer people. So that's, you know, that's the state of thing. This is very much a new emerging platform, but yeah, good to see we've got a very knowledgeable audience.
0: So Dave, maybe um, a good kind of starting point is talk a little bit about the type of music experiences that the Wave wants to create um and is creating and just for it sounds like we have like a super um savvy and educated crowd on vr but just how it's it's not live concerts this is not 360 concerts from your living room the way vr is a whole new way to visualize a a concert
1: and and attend a concert Yeah, yeah 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 interesting question so I think the really interesting thing is whenever you see a new kind of shift in technology from one platform to the other, the first instinct for people is to try and replicate what had been done on previous platforms and just jam them into the new technology. Um, so, you know, you see this, that the, the example I always think about is, uh, you know, when we had CDs and then you move to MP3s, well, hey, guess what? Like, actually, the little files that sit on your desktop, they even look like CDs, right? So, so not just kind of trying to cram something in, but actually the visual representation of this thing in digital was was actually a CD. Um, and it's the same with with virtual reality, where I think the first most obvious thing to do, because it's quite quite straightforward, is to take some of this 360 live stream capture technology and say, hey, we can bring concerts into VR so I can sit there and... Um, but I think for us, you know, that, that certainly has its place in the same way that, you know, a 3D TV, you know, watching something, that's that's an interesting, different experience. Um, but I think the, you know, part of the founding beliefs at The Wave is we can, with virtual reality, I mean, it's in the name, we can go so much we could do so much more than real. Um, so let's let's take real, but let's think about you know now we have this new platform, we have infinite possibilities. So let's make it kind of hyper real. Um, You know, let's actually augment reality and not just uh, replicate it. So um, that's how we think about things. And um, if you if you see the video clip, um, so the wave is uh it's it's built in in game engine in Unity. Um, and we have a couple of different things, so you can, you can go into the wave, you can DJ, you can throw your own party, you can bring visuals and customize your own room. Um, but then we also work with talent and we produce um, live events and live shows um, and if you come in when we're doing one of those live events, you might be having a virtual rave with you know, 400 or 500 other people and you're literally there. You can kind of talk to each other, you can high five each other, you can make friends, you can go to their after party in their own uh, club in, uh, after the show. So it's, it, it brings a very, like we, we built the, the platform to be a very social and a very interactive platform.
0: I think it's uh, it's important you say social there because that is clearly um, a major part of your platform and social seems to be the word everyone in VR is, is using right now because why else am I going to Put some of this clunky hardware on on a daily basis if it's not to have a intimate social connection with somebody. Um, and what is what is going to be our version of streaks in VR? And so when I go to a concert, it is social. I'm I'm with I'm with my crew and we're having fun and it's and you meet new people and it's very social. And so um, I'm wondering what is the reaction of the attendees in these experiences on the social side of it. Yes, I'm watching an awesome concert and it's trippy, but what's my reaction with you or my friend in Denver uh, what are some of the feedback you're getting?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's been really interesting to, to go in and, and go into these shows and see how people are interacting. I think the first thing is, you know, when people first go in, there's still that wow moment of like, wow, I'm in VR. So even just kind of, even just being able to stand in front of a mirror and, and see your avatar and wave at yourself like that, that already kind of, uh, kind of blows people minds for the first time. But then the second and the third time, it's about, yeah, building up, building up friends. And it's funny when you go into one of the live shows, you'll see on the dance floor, there'll be kind of little groups or four or five people all kind of dancing and chatting to each other. Um, and we've we've really built the platform to try and maximise on those social interactions. So um, we have these different things. We have uh, toys and, and these things called trips. Uh, we first of all called them virtual drugs, but thought that might not be quite, quite the right name. So we called yeah. them trips. But these are things that you can actually purchase within the wave and then you share them with somebody else. So while I'm watching this show, we can take a trip together and we're all of a sudden thrown off into this other kind of crazy virtual world. But, you know, when you're there, if I'm in my if I'm in my lounge at 3am in the morning morning in London and I've just met some, you know, dude from Seattle, um, you know, to, to be immersed in that experience is like, yeah, it's like you're making friends. Uh, and then my experience was when I went back to the next show, all of a sudden there's three or four people that I know that's like, hey, how are you doing? Like, you know, great to catch up. So it is, it's, it's quite strange at first to be in a virtual world with other people, but it soon becomes, uh, soon becomes a much, much more natural thing.
0: Uh, that's really interesting. So um, let's talk a little bit about hardware, because I think it's a big part of the music story. So um, has anyone seen the Bjork VR experience? It's one of the big music experiences. And did you see it on mobile, or did you, did you actually experience it in the Vive or, or the Rift? Uh, okay, so let me ask you this. What is the best music VR experience that you, you've guys seen? Has anyone got anything out there? Any great VR? Okay, well, the bottom line is there has not been a ton of great one off VR experiences. Um, They're expensive and, you know, and as a one-off, as a promotional tool for a record, it's just not really resonating with the labels. Unless you're Kanye or Jay or Shakira and some of the biggest artists in the world to get a multi-million dollar VR budget to create a world kind of like you saw in this demo, it's, it's challenging and that's, there has not been a ton of it. Bjork was really the first and, and she started working on that three years ago and some of that technology is even dated. And um, so I really commend what The Wave has done to, to kind of also put this in the hands of your every, everyday creator as well, still there's going to be significant costs. Um, do you see a day when the wave is, uh, is it enhanced as the technology untethers us from the desk? So with the new Oculus standalone headset, does the wave become better and more social or is it, does it require kind of the, the high end uh, kits at this moment?
1: Yeah that's a, a really good question and it was a question we had to ask ourselves you know which which platforms do we want to build for first and you know let's face it there there isn't you know that the distribution is still growing at this point. So uh, we we develop for high end because, you know, we take full advantage of room scale so we can be properly moving around. We can be talking to each other. Um, but yeah, I think it is that is one of the challenges. Um, and I'm, it'd be good to get your experiences here. You know, when you speak to artists, you know, when we do shows, we, we, we have like many, many hundreds of people concurrently in VR. And, um, you know, and if you say that you do a show in VR with like a thousand people, that's actually great numbers. But when you go and tell somebody, at, artist management or a label hey we can do a show with a thousand people um you know they're like well hang on i get like you know a million views first day for my YouTube video. So why would I do something that has like, you know, kind of point one of a percent of that? Um, So I'd be interested, you know, maybe turn around the question when you speak to artists, what are they looking at? What are their incentives when you put together things for them? Sure. There was kind of two waves, um, no pun
0: intended, of kind of the, the VR excitement. So about nine months ago, every single music artist in the world needed to try VR and wanted to do VR and didn't know really how or why. But there was this like moment like they were missing out if they weren't at least experimenting in VR are. And I'd say 90% of the people in that group have kind of fallen off, and it's left this group of kind of the the uh, the, the frontier thinking, you know, more techno- technologically advanced artists who actually have more money and can actually take some of these what we'll call risks and invest in something that maybe doesn't have the multi-million eyeballs that they're familiar familiar with in the past. Um, and so it's really it's really finding those artists who really understand the platform want to do something not just for the gimmick but actually think that you know this would actually enhance my artwork and and take my album or if we're even gonna call them albums anymore but take this musical piece to the next level so I think um, the people who are experimenting now are um are really kind of trying to make the the medium happen and hopefully you're getting a lot of those artists that are coming under the wave and wanting to do that with you guys as well
1: yeah definitely i think you know for us it's um you know it's very much still in its early phase but we we work with artists where you know they have a a strong aesthetic or a strong visual or a strong following where all of a sudden doing something in vr just Opens up a whole new outlet um, yeah. to do something and I think the, the really exciting thing and um, you know when you look at future opportunities for VR and the way we're doing the live shows and bringing artists onto the platform like this is this is totally new ground for them this is a new medium it's new kind of it's new business opportunities. If you can say, hey, look, like you're doing, you know, a stint of like 12 gigs. Well, hey, you can do your 13th gig um, in VR and suddenly play to a global audience. We actually had an artist called Ash Kusha on Ninja Tune, uh, and we produced a, a show for him in VR. Now, only months before, he'd had to cancel his U.S. tour because of he's a, an Iranian-born uh, artist, so with the Trump immigration wow. laws, it, it restricted him from coming in. So all of a sudden, we can use virtual reality cool. cross borders, and he can play. To an audience in the U.S., you know, albeit only the ones who have who have access to um, you know headsets at home. Um, but you know, it's it's those sorts of um, opportunities. And I think when we saw the first wave of digital from like physical to um, to the web, it was all about oh well, this is just replacing the existing revenue streams. Like this is just replacing like being able to go and buy a CD. Well, I think with with VR, it kind of just opens up completely new. Um, opportunities both creatively uh, and and in a business sense as well so we're, we're we're super excited about that and hopefully we can work with artists who have that vision uh, and want to want to explore the medium creatively with us as we learn about what works and what doesn't
0: it's awesome uh, do we have time for one or two quick questions all right we got time for one question so we can be, have a few more better we'll be be awesome. be. Got a question right here. Awesome. No, I, I really enjoy it. I've been in there a few times. Uh, love it. So wh- what's your biggest hindrance to growth right now? Is it, is it uh, on the artist side or is it just uh, accessibility for, for the, uh, the high-end 6 staff systems?
1: Yeah, so I mean, we're we're still in we're still in early access um, and just in the US only at the moment. Um, but we're you know we're deliberately keeping a reasonably steady pace. So we we do regular shows. We have a community building. But yeah, I think in terms of in terms of really hitting scale, uh, which isn't what we're focused on at the moment. But when when it does come to looking at um, you know creating a much bigger reach. Obviously, the fact that there is only, uh, you know, kind of X million number of high-end headsets, that is a barrier. Um, you know, we think about, I think Q4 is gonna be interesting. There's more content out in the markets. So there's more reason for people to go and buy high-end headsets, but it's still very much a gaming audience. Um, it's rare for a family to have a VR unit in their, in their living room. Um, but 2018, you have, you have uh, Windows opening up its VR ecosystem. Um, Oculus just announced the Oculus Go, and uh, they're really exciting. They're making progress with the Santa Cruz like vive i'm pretty sure have some you know really interesting kind of you know standalone and more accessible things so i think you, i think you could look at q4 2018 as being a time when you know more of this audience would suddenly take their kind of experiences they've had and actually bring them into the home um one thing that we are looking at, though, is, is also just kind of location-based entertainment and out of home. So there's no reason why the Wave can't live in a VR arcade or can't live in a tent at Coachella. So there's ways for us to bring VR to those people, um, if that makes sense.
0: And then right behind you when you're
1: done. How, how, is, uh, how are you dealing with the, the licensing issues in, in the uh, live performance spaces in VR in terms of DJ sets and um, are you able to allow users to bring in their own content, uh, original content say, so that they don't have to deal with license clearing uh, on that content? Yeah, it's a really interesting question. And uh, the exciting thing for me is it's a completely new medium. So, you know, we have to figure those things out and see where the opportunities are. Um, yeah, we've already kind of engaged on the licensing side. When it comes to DJing, there is, like, we've just worked with a handful of labels. So we have a kind of very restricted uh, catalog um, that we've actually gone out and, uh, and got the clearances for. Uh, and then there's also the, the live performance side. So, yeah, we're still in beta at the moment and we're figuring out, like, you know, what do we need to do as we expand? Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely an interesting set of challenges um, and I think you know if we can figure that out there's some really big opportunities for the industry but yeah trying to trying to figure out because nobody's done uh, most of this stuff before so there's there's definitely some gray areas and things that we need to and, figure and i out.
0: just on that I wonder if there's uh, working with a company like Dubset. I know they spoke earlier in um, stem companies like this that are solving those problems for for streams and for playlists,
1: anyway, are those the same people you'll be working with for, to solve? Yeah, some of these? I mean, I just just sat through the uh, the kind of new issues in music law uh, session. I was like, hang on, these are all the issues that were were going around when I was at SoundCloud uh, four years ago. So, um, yeah, no, I think it's it's an exciting challenge. Um, but you know, like kind of just as, aside from the the music part, like actually kind of bringing on like the visual artists. Like as soon as you put something like this new into the wave, like. There's a whole new yeah, like economy for people making visuals and visual artists to really get get their material out, and not just the you know there's the interactivity, there's the visuals, and there's also the music, so it's, it's a very thriving ecosystem, and we, we, we ultimately we want to figure out how we can turn that into new revenue streams for creators, so Awesome, cool well, Uh
0: I'm hi. Sorry. So, I don't know how much data you have on this, but what happens once the novelty wears out in this platform?
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I think we, we, we need to make an awesome product. Yeah, there, there is certainly that wow factor when you first go into VR. You're like, oh, well, this is just exciting because you do VR. And it's actually quite difficult because when you do user testing and you figure out, like, you know, are they excited about the wave or are they just excited about being in this kind of crazy lunar environment listening to music with a haptic vest on or something like that? Um, I think what's really interesting is now that we've been doing regular shows, we now have data and I can't remember the stats, so I'm sure my colleagues will be pissed off. I can't remember the stats, but um, we actually see a really high return rate. So um, uh, typically session times for VR are quite low, like you go in, you play a first person shoot or you do an experience and then you leave VR so it's maybe like 15-20 minute session times like we have people coming into the way for like many hours and like to think to actually be you know be sweating in a headset for several hours is, is quite an achievement but not only do we see high engagement in terms of sessions time uh, for, for one show but we track the return rate so those people come back to the next show then they come back to the next show um, so yeah so that's I think it's um, Yeah, for those guys the novelty has worn off and they're still coming back, which for us is, you know, real validation and something to build on. Cool. I think Thank you very much everybody. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Good time.